For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Happy Wednesday, football fans, and welcome into another edition of the Chase Podcast. I'm Isaac Sines, and I thank you for joining. In today's episode, NFL defensive tackle Jarrell Worthy and I preview Thursday night's regular season opener between the Bears and Packers. We also discuss and predict the rest of Week 1's matchups. The Packers stymied the Bears in last year's season opener, outscoring their divisional foes 24-6 in the second half. Aaron Rodgers came out on one leg in the second half and put together a masterful performance for the victory at Lambeau Field. A hundred years, a hundred years of Green Bay Packer football. It's the largest fourth quarter deficit they have ever overcome. 17 points in the fourth. Stunning. Just stunning. Green Bay and Chicago will meet in week one again but this time it'll be at Soldier Field. With the new head coach in place and a revamped roster, Rodgers is excited to renew their long-standing rivalry with the Bears on Thursday night. It's the oldest rivalry in the, in the game. We've played each other you know, so many times, 190-something times uh, over the course of our histories. Uh, it was always big Chicago against little Green Bay. And, you know, we, uh, we've held our own over the years, and it's always been a great rivalry. It's one of the special ones in the history of uh, professional sports. The Bears returned most of their defensive starters from last year's team, headlined by Khalil Mack and sophomore linebacker Roquan Smith. With Chuck Pagano now calling plays, head coach Matt Nagy expects their defense to be ready for Matt LaFleur's offensive attack. You know, we always talk about expect the unexpected. Yeah, who knows what's uh, – that's all teams, and who knows what that's going to be. But the stuff that they do, um, we'll, we'll find out. You know, we'll, he'll, they'll reveal it, you know, and we'll see, and then we'll go. But I think Coach Pagano will have a, a good plan in place, and we'll react to whatever they do. The Fall is another production of 
podcast covering the latest news and analysis around the National Football League. Turn the volume up. The chase is on and the chase is live. Now, let's save the support. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you, and joining me is Jarrell Worthy once again as we get ready for week one of the regular season. This is the time we've been waiting for, Jarrell. All those weeks of training camp and preseason, they are finally behind us, and it is now showtime. Thursday night football, regular season opener, the 100th season of the NFL Packers-Bears. There's not a more iconic rivalry in the game, Jarrell. So, first things first, man. How are you doing on this glorious morning, and are you ready for some Week 1 football? Man, I am so excited for today. Um, so excited to be on this podcast, being able to talk about some good football. Um, the wait is over, man. It's time for us to be able to sit back and enjoy um, the fruits of our labor, man, and uh, watch these teams go at it. Um, Thursday night football with the Packers and the Bears. Um, there, it doesn't get any more historical than that. And uh, I'm so excited to watch these two teams clash. Um, one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the game one of, versus uh, one of the most elite defenses we've seen in the past uh, few years. And so uh, I'm excited. Before we get going into that preview, you know what broke this morning. The Ezekiel Elliott news. Six years, $90 million, a whopping $50 million guaranteed for Ezekiel Elliott. So his holdout is over. He will be at practice today for the Dallas Cowboys as they gear up for their week one matchup against the New York Giants. So let me tell you what, man. How does it feel coming from a player perspective, seeing all your colleagues and he was even Jared Goff last night getting paid as well. How does it make you feel seeing all these guys getting paid up to what their worth is? Man, it's exciting um, just because uh, there's a lot of players in the league that have been underpaid for years. Um, there's a lot of players that uh, should be uh, heavily compensated. Um, you know, and when you get the chance to to see all your uh, your work uh, come to fruition, man, um, it's exciting. Um, you know, it's finally a time where football players have an opportunity to uh, – you know, fight back against um, the administrations of the NFL um, and, and be able to, you know, um, put the ball in our court when it comes to uh, our financial situation. These guys are certainly making up for that with some of the numbers that we're seeing. Big news there this morning. That's been what everybody has been following, the Ezekiel Elliott developments. But now on to Thursday night, Packers-Bears, 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time. NBC. This is a rivalry that will be the 199th meeting between these two NFC North foes and the second consecutive season opener. Because I don't know if you remember last year they met in week one at Lambeau Field. That big come from behind victory from the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, basically on one leg, comes back from the locker room after undergoing further evaluation and gets it done in the fourth quarter against the Bears. But this time, it will be in Chicago at Soldier Field. 
So now, Jarrell, looking at the recent trends of this matchup, the Packers have dominated the Bears recently as Green Bay has won nine of its last 11 games against Chicago. And four of the last five games between these two have been decided by 13 points or less, which suggests that this matchup could be another close contest. Um, absolutely, man. Uh, the Bears have always come to play when it when it comes to the Packers. Uh, this rivalry has gone back uh, for so many years. Um, it's so historical. Um, there's been a lot of great, uh, uh, a lot of great stars that have that have blessed that field. Um, when it comes to this rivalry, um, the the key things that I'm looking at, um, obviously Aaron Rodgers' return uh, when it comes from um, coming from injury, um, trying to see if he can uh, finish. And uh, pick up from where he left off last year. Um, how healthy will his knee be? Um, can his offensive line protect up against this phenomenal defense? And uh, and and we'll and and it definitely uh, uh, be a story to see, man. Because um, you know these two teams are, are great on both sides of the ball. And you know Aaron Rodgers, a lot has been talked about this new look offense, Matt Lafleur, and Lafleur kind of got a little frustrated and reached a boiling point earlier this week when they kept on asking him about the audibles and if he's going to be able to change the plays at the line of scrimmage, which has kind of been a staple for Aaron Rodgers and his success up to this point, but. This Chicago defense, they're really talented. They're under a new defensive coordinator. Chuck Pagano will now be calling plays. As we know, Vic Vangio took the head coaching job with the Denver Broncos. I have a couple of head-to-head matchups that I'm looking forward to watching and also that I feel could dictate the outcome of the game. So here's the first matchup that I'm going to look into and I'd love to hear your feedback on it as well. But I'm looking at this Bears defensive front, all right? How about these outside matchups between the tackles and the edge rushers, okay? So Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd against the Packers' offensive tackles, David Bakhtiari and Brian Bulaga. Mack and Floyd, they combined for 16.5 sacks last season, and Chuck Pagano's a very aggressive defensive play caller, so he likes to bring a lot of pressure off the edge. And we know Aaron Rodgers, yes, he is mobile, but... This is a fierce Bears pass rush. And so I look at these four players, really, in these two matchups on the outsides to be a big factor in tomorrow night's game. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, Brian Belagas always had a history of injury. Um, he's had a history of being uh, not being able to uh, uh, hold up when it comes to the power of, uh, you know, elite pass rushers. Um, David Bakhtiari has been solid at the left tackle as any left tackle in the NFL. And um, it definitely be uh, very interesting to see how, you know, things are going to shake up. Um, I think, you know, with the with the uh, with the addition of HaHa Clint Dix, it's going to definitely uh, help out their defense a lot just because of the, the way that, um, you know, <clears throat> the way that he plays as well as being in the the mind of, uh, of Aaron Rodgers and being in the same locker room and knowing what he likes to do and, and the checks that he likes to make. And, um, you know, regardless of what LeFleur wants to bring to the table, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers has been doing this for a long time. It, it doesn't necessarily matter what, you know, playbook you have out there. You know, he's going to go back to the to the plays that he feels comfortable. Um, he's played against this team and this, uh, this scheme for the last couple of years. Um, he knows these players inside and out. And so, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to do what he wants to do offensively. 
Um, I just think that, you know, if, if the if the Packers can hold up um, with their offensive line and, and give Aaron Rodgers that opportunity to make those um, those scramble plays, then it's so important to the Packers' success. Um, with, with, when the defense breaks down and Aaron Rodgers gives you that, that magical moment, um, I think that they'll definitely have some success. But if they're able to, to keep him in the pocket and, and kind of bottle him up and and uh, and push everything up through the middle with the king with the king mix, and I, I think that it's definitely going to be a tough time for him. Here's another one, Jarrell, and I'm looking at the Packers' offense against this Bears' defense. So along the same lines, and here's a receiver that tends to be underrated in the eyes of many, but yet his production speaks for itself. Devontae Adams. The guy is a phenomenal route runner. He can make plays out in space. He can make catches underneath. He can beat you with a big move down the field with his speed and his ability to create separation. So he's going to have a fun matchup with Kyle Fuller, who was very solid in his own right. Seven interceptions last season for the Chicago Bears. So that is a one-on-one matchup on the outside. That is going to be crucial for Chicago if they really want to limit Aaron Rodgers and his connection with Devontae Adams. I'm assuming that Fuller is going to have to play a lockdown defensive game. And who knows, you know, the Bears will probably keep a safety over the top just to give Fuller some protection and some cushion over the top. Nonetheless, it is going to be really exciting to see two players that are very athletic and that are coming off strong 2018 campaigns go toe-to-toe there at Soldier Field. Absolutely, man. I think uh, Devontae Adams brings a, a, a different aspect to the game. Um, he's one of the best receivers in the, in the NFL as far as Getting off the press, uh, his release at the line is is unmatched. Um, there's only a handful of guys that are able to uh, get separation right away at the line against some of the most elite defensive backs. Um, and him and the chemistry that him and Aaron Rodgers has is um, is unmatched. It's starting to build, um, just definitely like how uh, him and Jordy Nelson had. And um, if that can be established, then you know you definitely have another Hall of Famer on the way. Um, and um, Devontae Adams. But, you know, me particularly, uh, the matchup that I'm interested to see is uh, this uh, Packers defense versus uh, Matt Nagy in this offense. You know, obviously they had a lot of success last year. Um, there wasn't, you know, t- too many stars on the Bears uh, offense. Um, it's kind of um, by committee and, and the play calling of Matt Nagy and what he was able to do and success they were able to have. But um, this Packer defense is revamped with the, with the key additions that they had uh, in the pass rushing game as well as, um, in the secondary, and um, I believe that, you know, if, if they have an opportunity to disrupt some things, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm really interested to see if, if Trubisky can really lead this team when it comes to throwing the football down the field. Um, if there, if there, if there's a, uh, if the Bears get down and they have to, you know, uh, get to a point where they're just having to drop back and throw the football, then I think that that works in the favor of the Packers, um, especially with the, with the key additions of, of uh of the Smith boys and and how uh, they're able to to get home and um, create pressure. So um, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see, man. I think you know playing at home is going to benefit uh, the the calmness of Trubisky. But um, if if they get into a, a shootout with Aaron Rodgers, I don't I don't necessarily know if this offense can uh, you know keep up with what the Packers are bringing to the table. And that's a good point. When you look at Matt Nagy's offense, this is a massive year. 
for Mitchell Trubisky. He was heavily scrutinized, you know, for the last couple of seasons because the Bears, they really gave up a big haul to go up and get him number two overall a couple years ago. And you look at his accuracy and it struggled at times, but I think he really had some positive strides last season. And now that he's got a year under his belt with Matt Nagy there at the helm, this is a year that I think a lot of Bears fans and, and a lot of analysts from around the league are looking at Mitchell Trubisky saying, all right, man, show us what you can do. See if you are that caliber of player that the Bears selected so high and gave up so much to go up and get. And he has all the weapons around him, Jarrell. I mean, he has no shortage of talent. Allen Robinson's coming back. Now, Trey Burton is likely to be a game-time decision as he deals with a groin injury, according to GM Ryan Pace. So that could be a factor. Adam Shaheen would then be the number one tight end for Chicago on Thursday night should Burton be unavailable to play. But I'm looking at their running back situation. We know they traded Jordan Howard to Philadelphia for a bag of chips, essentially. It was Absolutely. like a, a six-round pick or something like that. And Jordan Howard, the man has been a freaking machine, man. You look at his numbers, so I was kind of taken aback by that. But David Montgomery now, the rookie they selected out of Iowa State, in the third round is supposed to come in and help fill the void of being the hammer to Tariq Cohen. So how do you think that Bears backfield is going to play out? Man, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a uh, running back by committee. Um, you know, I think, you know, the the benefit that they have offensively is the play calling of Matt Nagy. As we seen last year, you know, obviously Jordan Howard was the guy that, you know, when you want to melt the clock and when you want to keep the chains moving in a short yard of situation, um, he is the guy to go to, um, you know, and at the end of the day, it kind of turned out that, you know, Tariq Cohen and what he was able to do out the backfield was more beneficial to the team than um, Jordan Howard and what he was able to do. And so I think, um, you know, Matt Nagy just kind of thinks that he's going to he's going to uh, he's going to outsmart and outwit the, the defensive coordinators that he's going to be facing. Um, but, you know, everybody's seen Tariq Cohen and what he's able to do last year on tape. And so. There's not going to be a moment where there's going to be a linebacker just one-on-one with him or without any safety help or anything um, trying to bracket this guy coming out the backfield. I just think that uh, the success he had last year is not going to able to be able to keep him away from the eyes of double coverage this year, um, especially in those long yardage situations where you'll see a, a running back matched up on a linebacker primarily. But um, as I said before, if, if – uh, if the Packers are able to get home with their pass rush, then it's just going to be a t- it's going to be a long day for Trubisky, and 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 I'm and I'm very interested to see if he can throw the ball down the field without um, having many mistakes. Uh, I, you know, he was high in interceptions last year, um, even though that they had the success that they had. Uh, he didn't throw the ball uh, primarily well for you know as far as the yardage. Um, he was under three thousand yards passing, and so it it'd be very interesting to see if he can uh, push this team. Uh, down the field and to compete in this division. And here's one final matchup. I don't know if you had another one that you want to talk about before we give our game prediction, but I'm looking at one that, of course, is not a popular one because it has to involve an interior offense alignment and an interior defense alignment. And as an interior defense alignment, Jorel, I think you are going to love this because you're going to get to talk about the nitty-gritty. But look, man, James Daniels, 
the center for the Chicago Bears. He was selected in the second round of the 2018 NFL Draft out of Iowa. He started 10 games at left guard last season, and now he's going to be making that full-time transition to center, and he's going to have his hands full going up against one of the youngest, most impressive, dominant defensive tackles in the game, Kenny Clark. For the Green Bay Packers, this matchup, I believe, is going to be another one worth monitoring because if Kenny Clark can take advantage of James Daniels, who's just in his first season playing center in the NFL, because we know he did play it at Iowa, so he has some experience. Nonetheless, if Clark can be a dominant force in the backfield, blowing up Chicago's run game, This Packers defense could really anchor down and limit what Matt Nagy's group can do. Absolutely. Um, Kenny Clark is definitely one of the most uh, explosive young uh, defense tackles in the game. Um, I think he has the upper hand and the advantage, Um, you know, obviously playing against this game before and knowing what these guys like to do. Um, He has the advantage, you know, being a veteran. Uh, You know, I think that, uh, the young rook is going to have to come with his, you know, with it, with his, with his tin can. He's going to have to bring his lunch pail in order to be successful against these guys. Um, but you know, with the Matt Nagy scheme, it's a lot of misdirection. It's never going to be just straight downhill um, runs, you know, with the absence of Jordan Howard. So uh, they're going to try to, you know, limit the 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 times where he has to be matched up one on one and and um, without using the help of a guard or or um, using any types of double teams or, or scoop schemes in order to be able to to stop Kenny Clark. Um, but if they're double teaming Kenny Clark, that just means that the guys on the outside, uh, with Preston Smith, they're, they're definitely going to be able to have one-on-one matchups and have the advantage out there, I believe, in them in order to get home. Um, but, you know, like I said before, man, uh, you know, can you trust everybody on the offense when it comes to Matt Nagy, uh, Matt Nagy's offense? Um, they had a lot of success last year and, you know, they had a lot of guys by committee um, and we heard a lot of big time names and we want to be able to see if they can repeat and have the same success this year uh, because this Packers defense is a lot better. And I think that they're going to they're going to make some noise in that uh, NFC North division. So uh, the Bears are going to have to come with it offensively. We know what they can do defensively, um, but we but they're going to have to come with it offensively. I have a couple of bold predictions, Jarrell. I don't know if you had a couple that you wanted to share for tomorrow night's matchup, but here are mine, okay? I think the Chicago Bears will get six sacks on Aaron Rodgers with Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Leonard Floyd, and maybe even Aaron Lynch, their backup outside linebacker, coming off the edge in some relief roles. I think they're going to get after him. I have another bold prediction that says Roquan Smith will intercept Aaron Rodgers. And Roquan Smith is the dynamic sophomore linebacker out of Georgia. And now two for the Packers that I think have a very strong chance of happening. I think Devontae Adams hauls in eight or more receptions for the Green Bay Packers. I think he's going to have a pretty busy night. And my last bold prediction is Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith create two total forced fumbles on Mitchell Trubisky off the edge. So those are my bold predictions for tomorrow night. Man, okay. So um, I only got a couple for you, man. I think um, my bold prediction is that the uh, Chicago Bears end the game with zero sacks, but 
they have two interceptions on Aaron Rodgers. I also believe that Aaron Rodgers throws for over 400 yards passing and and Devontae Adams has 10 or more receptions. All right, so you're going big here. You think Aaron Rodgers is in for a big day against Chicago. Now it's time for what we've all been waiting for, our score predictions and the game picks. So I'll go first. I know you're a Green Bay supporter. That was a team that drafted you. So I have a sense of who you're going to pick. But for me, I'm going to go with the Bears in a very tight game, 26 to 23 and it's kind of ironic because this Bears team they have really struggled in the kicking game trying to establish a starting kicker in fact head coach Matt Nagy named Eddie Pinheiro their starter for week one and he's had his fair share of struggles in the preseason but I actually feel like the kicker will rise for Chicago and he's going to get it done for the Bears and win this one at the end of the game for a 26-23 victory over the Green Bay Packers, how about yourself? All right, well, man, well, you know I'm a little biased when it comes to the Bears and Packers rivalry, man. Um, you know, I'm looking at one of my sack pitches against Jay Cutler right now for a Thursday <laughs> night game. Um, my first sack was a Thursday night game, man, so I got I have a big uh, emotional attachment to these Thursday night games when it comes to Packers and Bears, and so – um, I'm going to go with the Packers, man, 31-17. I think that um, the Bears' defense is going to uh, – they're going to have a defensive score, um, but I just don't believe that the uh, offense is going to be able to to keep up with the with the revamp uh, Packers' defense and what they're able to do up front. Um, I think that they're going to have a lot of success getting home against Trubisky, and uh, I believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a, a career day. I think the ball is going to come out fast. Um, having looked at the, the tape from last year and knowing – the success that they have when they protect Aaron Rodgers versus success that they have when they don't, I think that uh, Lafleur is going to have uh, he's going to have a offense ready where the ball can come out fast and um, you can see a lot of guys get uh, yards um, yards after catch. All right, so there you have it. I'm taking the Bears 26-23. Jarrell has the Packers winning, so it should be a fun one to watch tomorrow night. Now, we're going to go ahead and run through the other Week 1 matchups and give our score predictions for these. So, next game here on the docket starting on Sunday, Washington Redskins at the Philadelphia Eagles. Case Keenum named Week 1 starter Dwayne Haskins number 2. Carson Wentz gets paid. Can he stay healthy? Very deep squad. I'm taking the Eagles to win this one at home. 27-16 over the Redskins. Yeah, man. I have the Eagles going as well. Um, I have them winning in a score of 31-17. I think the uh, the questions at quarterback, you know, and having uh, a quarterback just kind of get decided right before Week 1. Um, puts a lot of uh, uncertainty with a team. I think um, moving forward, you definitely got to have uh, a quarterback solidified a couple weeks before your first game. And so, I think with that, with that thing, with that, it's going to shake up a lot of. Um, it's going to create a lot of uncertainty within our locker room, as well as will Trent play this year, um, the All-Pro left tackle, and and trying to see if uh, he'll have the opportunity to come back and if they can work on their relationship. Um, where are their sacks going to come from? I think that uh, with the addition of Montez Sweat, it's going to help this defense out a lot. But can they put enough pressure on the passer in order for them to be successful? Um, and just the Eagles, man, with their <laughs> excuse me, with the additions of Jackson and Howard, um, 
I think that their offense is going to be a lot better than they were last year. But, you know, everything is going to be uh, predicated on the quarterback and their health. And, and we'll see if he'll be able to continue to uh, sustain success throughout the entire season. All right, yeah, I think the Eagles are just too talented of a team. They'll be at home. And the Redskins, I like what they have going on on defense. Just Case Keenum, I don't think we'll be able to generate enough offensively. Of course, Darius Geis gets to make his regular season debut, and I think he's got some juice, but not enough. Next game here, this is an intriguing one. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, they will travel to Jacksonville to take on Nick Foles and the Jaguars. Who do you got winning this game? Um, you know, obviously with, uh, with with the defense in Jacksonville, you know, you obviously want to try to lean more towards them and, and being at home and, you know, with the addition of Nick Foles. But I'm just still kind of uncertain about their playmakers at the receiver position, how well Nick Foles is going to clash um, with this offense. Um, can this defense get back to being elite? Um, I'm, I'm very interested to see what type of season Ramsey's going to have. Um, you know, is he going to be all talk or – or whether or not he's going to show up and be the best thing um, since sliced bread. And so uh, I think, you know, the the Jaguars have a lot of questions to answer, but whereas the Chiefs already know who they are, they've gotten better, um, you know, with the additions of Frank Clark, Honey Badger, as well as Shady coming back to reunite with his old coach. Um, you know, the question is how much better can they be um, offensively? Um, you know, will Tyreek Hill, you know, be a distraction once the success comes for him? Throughout the, throughout the season, but um, I think that the Chiefs are going to come in. I think they're they're excited. They're ready. to. Uh, they have the, the new additions, some new leaders on defense. Um, I think that they're going to be very excited, and uh, I believe that they're going to put on a show. So I have them winning in a score of uh, – <clears throat> um, have them winning in a score of 28 to 13 on the road. And um, I think Andy Reid and his script and what he's able to do in these season openers, I think it's going to be uh, very exciting. Something in me just wants to go with the Jaguars, and that's who I'm going to go with. I think they're going to pull off a week one upset. Nick Foles, I know that their their receivers are a little thin right now, but I do like Leonard Fournette coming with a strong 2019 season after struggling. I think they'll be able to establish a run game against this Chiefs new look defense that's under Steve Spagnolo running that 4-3, and... This Jacksonville defense, man, I think they're going to be ready for Kansas City this time around. They were embarrassed at Arrowhead last year. Jalen Ramsey, he's hungry. He wants to secure the money. So he's going to come with a strong season. And then A.J. Boye is fully healthy. That front seven now with Josh Allen, who they took seventh overall. I think they're going to be able to generate pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Miles Jack, I'm sure, will carry Travis Kelsey over the middle of the field for those underneath routes that make him such a dangerous tight end, especially in the red zone. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one to the Jaguars. I think Nick Foles strikes his magic yet again and gets the Jaguars a 29-24 win at home over the Chiefs. Wow, man. I mean, you got a lot of you got a lot of faith in Nick Foles, man, but I don't think that um I don't necessarily know, man. I think you know, obviously Nick Foles is a good good quarterback and he was able to have a lot of success. I just think that, you know, with the absence of Doug Peterson and 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 his play calling and and the success and the chemistry that they had, I just think it's going to be a tough road for Jacksonville until they get some elite playmakers to surround Nick Foles. 
Okay. Well, on, on we go to the next matchup here. Uh, Atlanta Falcons at the Minnesota Vikings. This is another good one on paper. We get to see Julio Jones against Xavier Rhodes. That's another good one-on-one -on -one battle to start the season. I got the Atlanta Falcons winning this one on the road. I, I am tempted to take Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. I know Kirk Cousins is your boy from Michigan State. But I have the Falcons winning this one 24-21 in a tight one. Man, um, it's definitely going to be a tight one. Uh, it was very tough for me to, um, I believe, come up with a, a, a winner of this one just because there's a lot of different variables. Um, you know, uh, Minnesota's playing at home. They always play good at home. Uh, defense plays well at home. Uh, it's a big game. Can Kirk Cousins lead? And, uh, I mean, which one will we see? I mean, I think – you know, uh, Kirk Cousins has always had the, some success in the league, and um, he's always done well against teams he should perform well against. And um, I'm interested to see if uh, the returning injured players for the Falcons can be successful for their team. And so, you know, if Kirk can lead them and keep them out of uh, long-range situations, I think they'll be able to have some success. Okay, so you got the Vikings winning that one? Yep, I got the Vikings winning 24 to 21 in a close one. Um, you know how they've always had their miscues as far as the, the field goal kickers in Minnesota. So um, I believe that they're going to be able to win 24 to 21. All right, on we go to the next one. Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns, the most highly anticipated Cleveland team that we have seen in a long time. We know the firepower, the star power is there at the dog pound. Dale's Marcus Mariota, who is facing a big make-or-break season himself. Tennessee, they have uh, some talent on defense. Offensively, a little bit more to question there. I do think the Browns are going to overwhelm them just a little too much. I have them winning this one 30-17 at home. I think the Browns have everything to play for. The 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 deck is stacked for them. Um you know, have they, you know, the, the guys in the stable that they brought in, um, you know, they've always had character issues. Uh, you know, now's the time to see if they can grow up and, and, and you know, and deliver for this team. I think um, the Dark Horses and Sheldon Richardson and OBJ and Vernon and um, and those guys, can they, you know, uh, lead this team and, and, and be the professionals that, uh, that Dorsey believes that they can be? Um, the Titans, they just have too many questions. I think, you know, offensively, uh, how good are they going to be? Can they get any better? Can Marcus Mariota lead this team and, uh, you know, be the playmaker that they thought he um, could be coming out of Oregon? Um, you know, the retirement of Derrick Morgan is going to affect this defense a lot. And, uh, you know, it's going to be tough for Jarrell Casey. But I just think that uh, the Browns have everything going for him right now. So I got them winning 28 to 14. All right, we're on the same page there. I think that should be a good one. We'll see what Odell Beckham can do in his debut. Now the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. This is an AFC East clash that should have another good, entertaining one to watch with some talent on both sides of the ball. I have the Buffalo Bills winning this one, actually. 21-20, another close game. And you know what? I'm buying Josh Allen, the quarterback for Buffalo. I think he's going to take another positive step in the right direction. He's got a big arm on him. And then, of course, this Bills defense, they are tough 
to move the ball on. I know the Jets have Le'Veon Bell, Sam Darnold, and a lot of defensive talent themselves. But I do think this is going to be a special season for Sean McDermott and the Bills, and it starts with a victory in week number one. Um, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I have the Bills coming in to, to, uh, to the Meadowlands and winning this winning this game at a score of 24 to 21. I believe that the defense of the Biff, Buffalo Bills are great. Um, they have ability to create turnovers and uh, and they have ability to, to help Josh Allen play play ahead and um, and we'll definitely see how it goes. I believe that the, the passing game that's going to be the question. You know, he has the big arm, but can the accuracy be there? Um, you know, when the plays break, break down, he can't be you know jumping over players um, all the time like how he did last year. You know, that was great showing off his athleticism, but you know, obviously in the long run, you're going to be able to you're going to have to be able to throw the ball down the field in order for them to have some success. And so, you know, obviously with the additions of Cole Beasley and Brown, um, you know, they're going to be have some separation when it comes to their route running. But um, I'm very interested to see if he can move the chains in long yardage situations. Um, you know, life without Shady McCoy is going to be tough. I think that Frank Gore, you know, brings a toughness to the team offensively that they need, uh, but that, you know, that guy coming out the backfield, being able to catch the balls in those passing situations, I think that they're going to be able to – I think they're going to uh, miss that and they devalued that a lot when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. But I do have them winning in a score of 24-21. to 21. Um, I just don't think that uh, the Jets are good enough yet. I believe that they're a good football team but not great. And uh, it's just going to be tough for them to go up against this uh, defense that – Believes in stopping the run first, and so I believe they're going to have all eyes on Le'Veon Bell. I'm all in on the Bills this season. I think they're going to be a wild card team. So we'll go to the next one, which is going to be a one-sided affair. At least that's what we all expect now. It is the NFL. It is week one. Anything can happen. Fitz Magic, you've been around that before, Jarrell, in Tampa Bay. Baltimore Ravens at the Dolphins. Now, I do have Baltimore winning in a landslide, 31-13. to I think this is the start of the Lamar Jackson coming out party in 2019. I think he torches it up in both the pass and the run game. And then I just think this Ravens defense is going to jump all over Ryan Fitzpatrick, Earl Thomas, Tony Jefferson, Marlon Humphrey. I think that secondary is going to put the clamps on Miami's offense, especially their air attack and I think we all know that the Dolphins are in tank mode. So the Ravens, I just expect them to come into Miami, take things over, and win in a dominant fashion, 31-13. Oh, man, our scores are real close. Um, I've got Baltimore dominating 31-14. Like you said before, it's just definitely going to be real tough for, you know, Miami to move the ball down the field. You know, how – how much of Fitz magic are we going to see? Um, you know, one thing being his old teammate, I know for a fact that Fitz is never going to be discouraged about, you know, how the game is going. He's always going to throw the football no matter what the situation is. And so, um, you know, it can get you, it can get you some positive, some positive responses as well as it can put you in some tough situations. And so I think with this defense and having Earl Thomas and Tony Jefferson back there, it's just going to be very tough for Fitz to be able to uh, predict what Baltimore has coming for them. You know, obviously it's week one. There's a lot of stuff on tape in, in which uh, Miami's never seen. 
as well as uh, they have a new coach and a new system. And so I just believe that Baltimore is going to come out and dominate. L.A. Rams at the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton, he's fully healthy. He will play. The Rams just gave Goff the big money. This offense is getting Cooper Cup back. Todd Gurley, it's going to be a fun one to watch. I have the Rams winning 27-24 in a close game over Carolina. How about yourself? Uh, man, I also have the Rams winning in a close one, but I have them winning 28-24. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I think for me, it's just really the question is, uh, can this offense repeat, um, you know, the success that they had last year, uh, you know, obviously with the return of Cooper Cup and what he and what he brings to the offense is going to be great. Um, can Todd Gurley hold up for an entire season? I know there were some questions about his knee, um, but he confirmed that he was fully healthy. Um, I just think that it's going to be, you know, uh, the defense is going to be revamped and they're going to be definitely uh, ready to go. Um, you know, Cam Newton's health and, and it's going to be questionable again. You know, obviously he was in that boot a couple of weeks ago and going up against one of the uh, most elite pass rushers in the NFL week one isn't the best way to kind of start out your season. So, um, you know, his health is going to be a concern, his mobility. Um, you know, can this defense get back to being elite? Um, you know, the play and, and one, and, and I also want to know who are the playmakers at receiver. Um, but I have the Rams coming in winning 28 to 24. Our scores are really close, man. So, looks like we have a lot of the same thoughts on these week one matchups. Now, Indianapolis Colts at the LA Chargers. Jacoby Brissett is now QB1 in Indianapolis. And I'm really excited to see him get that opportunity. We know the Chargers, they have the ongoing Melvin Gordon situation over their head. Now they said, hey, we're not going to negotiate a contract with you until after the season. So you can either come in and play under your fifth-year option, or you can just not play at all, or find a trade partner that is willing to pay him that $13 million per year that he is seeking. So they'll be without him. Austin Eckler will lead their backfield and uh, I do know that Gordon and his presence, it's a big factor for this Chargers offense. But they do have Phillip Rivers who can still fling it with the best of them. He's got a healthy Keenan Allen on the outside, Hunter Henry. And then defensively, they're without Derwin James. Yes, we know is on injured reserve. But they do have Ingram and Bosa and Casey Hayward on the outside locking it down which will be another fun one by the way going up against T.Y. Hilton but I do have the Chargers winning week one over the Colts 28 to 17. Oh man 28 to 17 um, I think the game is going to be a lot closer than that um, I have the Colts coming out there winning um, in a score of 21 to 20 I just think that um, if there's any stadium that you that you want to start off with, uh, you know, week one is definitely the Chargers Stadium with with the limited amount of seats that they have and the home fans that doesn't really come out to support them, even with the season that they had last year. Um, I believe that the Melvin Gordon situation is going to affect their offense tremendously. Um, you know, not having them there week one, it's going to be very tough for Phillip Rivers, you know, as um, a lot of things are predicated off the play action pass as well as, you know, having him out the backfield. And and um, I just believe that, you know, the Colts are going to uh, be able to get home with the with the additions of, you know, Justin Houston and, and what he's able to do uh, um, when it comes to rushing the passer. I think that it's going to be very, very, very tough for um, Phillip Rivers in order to, to withstand that pass rush. And so I just want to know, can this defense lead um, in Indianapolis? 
I want, you know, I know that's a quarterback situation. We, we're trying to move forward from it. Um, you know, we pay Brissett. We, we bring in Brian Hoyer. We bring in guys that we know that um, have the ability in order, have the ability to uh, be successful. Um, but I just want to know, uh, can these guys lead? You know, um, can the defense lead in the tough situations when the offense is not pushing the ball down the field? And, um, you know, are they going to be able to, to, to create those turnovers to give the ball, uh, to give the offense extra possessions? Um, I, but I do believe in Jacoby Brissett. And so, you know, I have, uh, have the Colts winning 21 to 20. Um, I just think that the Melvin Gordon situation is going to have uh, too much, too big of an impact on this team. And, and they, they're definitely going to need, uh, you know, him to return soon, um, you know, with, the, with, with him being one of the best running backs in the league. All right. So you got the Colts. I got the Chargers. Now next matchup, Cincinnati Bengals at the Seattle Seahawks. Zach Taylor makes his head coaching debut there in Cincinnati. Seattle, they just beefed up their pass rush with Jadavion Clowney. Now Ziggy Ansah expected to play. So they all of a sudden have themselves a nice front seven there with Pete Carroll. I have the Seahawks winning this one 34-21. The Bengals, we know that they're under Andy Dalton, and I think he can still play at a, at a high level, Joe Mixon, but... The home field advantage at CenturyLink is significant. And I just really am buying into the Seattle's offensive attack. Russell Wilson, their offensive line, they're returning a lot of them from last season. And then, of course, the bell cow there, Chris Carson, who I think is going to have another 1,000-plus yard rushing season for the Seahawks. And I think they're going to be able to dominate the time of possession over Cincinnati and ultimately win this one pretty comfortably. Yeah, I have the Seahawks dominating this game. I just think that the Bengals have too many questions offensively. Um, you know, obviously with the absence of A.J. Green, um, you know, Andy Dalton, you know, he can sling it, man. But, uh, you know, just for the last few years, he's been very questionable for me. And, you know, I know that him and A.J. Green has had some success um, individually between the two. But I just think that, you know, he hasn't been able to push this offense um, down the field in order for them to to be in contention and in these type of games. Um, you know, going out to CenturyLink is going to be very tough for their team. I don't believe that they'll have the opportunities that they want um, to be in the situations that they want um, offensively. I think that, you know, obviously with Ziggy Onset being able to play and with the addition of Clowney, um, you're talking about two big six five six six defensive ends on the corner that can come off the edge screaming and um i believe that in this de- in that defense in seattle where they just kind of let you go and um they tell you to be as athletic as possible and get to the passer the best way you know how um i, I think that it works out in the favor of seattle and i just really i have them dominating um i i i have them getting um three plus turnovers off of cincinnati um turning them into scores and um and i have them dominating in a, in a score of 31 13. We'll go to the, the last several games here of week number one. New York Giants at Dallas Cowboys, 425 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Elliott now locked under a contract. He's going to be playing. I think the Cowboys handled the Giants pretty decisively, 30-20. to 20. Uh, I think they're going to run away with this one in the second half. The Giants, Eli Manning is starting. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts before Daniel Jones takes over. But the Cowboys, they are very, very well-rounded on both sides of the ball. I think they'll be able to dominate the ground attack, win that time of possession battle, and ultimately just suffocate this Giants offense that really is going to be 
ultra dependent on Saquon Barkley. I think this Cowboys defensive front will focus in on him, limit him, and uh, that'll be enough for Dallas to take a week one victory at home. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, just like the Chiefs, uh, the Dallas Cowboys are stacked. Um, they have the playmakers that they want. Um, they have the continuity that they want. I think the biggest thing for me uh, is if the offensive line of the Dallas Cowboys are going to stay together for the entire season, you know, because they've had voids in that in that regard a lot last year. And so I believe that, you know, it's going to be predicated off uh, their health this year in order for them to be successful. You know, obviously Ezekiel Elliott is great and he can do a lot of great things, but um, you know, if they don't, if they're not able to protect and uh, give that the, the protection that he needs in order to, to push the ball down the field, um, you know, I don't necessarily know if they're going to have the success. I think the Giants are going to come out and be competitive. You know, obviously it's a robbery. Um, you know, you want to come out and, 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 you know, be competitive, but you know, they, they just have too many questions. Um, and, and I just think it's going to be a one man show with Saquon Barkley and, and Eli's going to be uh, pretty much the, the same type of guy. I think, you know, the audibles are going to be the same. The mannerisms are going to be the same when he wants to pass and run the ball. I think, you know, it's very hard to, to uh, train an old dog and show him new tricks. I think, you know, he's had the success that he's had um, doing the things that he was, you know, was comfortable with doing. And so um, I just don't believe that the mannerisms uh, in, in are going to change in order for Eli to, to be able to fool defenses this year um, into having the success that he wants to have. And so uh, I, I personally believe in this Dallas team, and I think they're going to dominate. I have them winning 34 to 18. Um, I have Eli getting uh, having a couple turnovers, and uh, we can get this conversation started um, about Daniel Jones uh, a lot earlier than uh, than the than the owner than the owner expected. We got about. Four or five more games left here on the docket. So, San Francisco 49ers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bruce Arians is back on the sideline. I actually have the Bucks winning this game over San Francisco 24-20. to How about yourself? Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think that Bruce Arians is going to come out with a great game plan. Um, but I but I have San Fran win, winning in a score of 28-27. You know, off the field goal uh, with Robbie Gold, I think that, uh, you know, that Garoppolo is going to be able to come to play and he's going to be excited. I think the addition of Quan Alexander and knowing the mannerisms of, of Jameis Winston and that offense and that offensive line, because they haven't changed many pieces on that offense uh, as far as personnel wise. But having a leader in that in that locker room that knows everybody inside and out is going to be the uh, deciding factor when it comes to. Uh, the 49ers having success over Tampa Bay. All right, now the Lions at the Cardinals. I actually have Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray winning their debut together. Being in Arizona, this Cardinals defense is very good. Chandler Jones coming off the edge, and we know Patrick Peterson suspended for the first six games. But nonetheless, I like David Johnson to have a big game for the Cardinals offensively. Being able to run for over 100 yards. And I think they take it with a game winner. 27-24 field goal gets it done for Arizona. Oh, man. I actually have them dominating this game. I think that uh, they're going to have out, come out and have an excellent debut. I think that Kyler Murray, uh, being surrounded by the veteran leadership that he has, uh, is going to 
uh, breed well for this team. Um, David Johnson in the backfield, I know that he wants to come back and show that he is one of the best running backs in the NFL, if not the best running back. And so um, I know that he's going to be excited. Um, and having a safety net in Larry Fitzgerald is, is always um, great for a team. And so I have them winning in a score of 24 to 10. Um, I just I just believe that Terrell Suggs and Chandler Jones are going to be able to to help this defense out a lot. And I believe in these guys uh, wholeheartedly to be able to dominate uh, Detroit. Now to the primetime games. We got our Sunday night football game. The Steelers at the Patriots, the defending Super Bowl champions. I have the Steelers going into New England and getting a victory a lot has been said about this Steelers team and they've been in the headlines with Antonio Brown's departure Le'Veon Bell's departure I think they're hungrier than ever I think Big Ben's gonna have a big game on Sunday night I like this Steelers defense I know their secondary has some question marks with Joe Hayden I know they signed Steven Nelson but their front seven led by Stephon Tuitt, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward Javon Hargrave, and then how about Devin Bush, their first-round pick? I actually feel like they're going to take the victory here in week number one, 34-27 over the New England Patriots. Man, I feel sorry for that pick uh, just because of the simple fact I don't have, I don't have any uh, thought in my mind that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have any success against New England. Um, I believe just with that 3D uh, safety look and those fire zones in which in, in which they continue to come with, um, they're going to have to go man-on-man against uh, Tom Brady. And I just believe that Tom Brady has too many pieces um, at his disposal. And I believe that the success of uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick together is going to, you know, hold true. So, um, you know, I have them I have them dominating, actually. Um, I, I think that Big Ben and, and those – I think Big Ben is personally going to have a big game. Um, but I just believe that the Patriots are going to dominate, you know, with the uh, additions of Jamie Collins and, uh, you know, Michael Bennett to that defense. I think that they're going to be stupendous. And so I have them winning 37 uh, to 24. Um, I think that Big Ben's going to have a great game, but I just think that they're going to be uh, they're going to be turnover prone, um, not having those safety nets with Antonio Brown and uh, Le'Veon Bell. Wow, all right. So opposite ends of the spectrum here. I got Pittsburgh with the upset. You have New England big time at home. Okay, we'll see how that plays out. Now, two more games. These are the Monday night games. Texans at the Saints. This is the first of the doubleheader. I have the Saints winning this one. Just too much Drew Brees, too much Michael Thomas. They're at home. We all know the, you know more than all of us since you played there, that home field advantage that they get in New Orleans. I look for Alvin Kamara to have a big day as a pass catcher, not so much as a runner because he is facing a stiff Houston front seven. But I like the Saints to win this one in a thriller, 23-21 to over the Houston Texans. Man, um, I think the departure of Jadavion Clowney, man, is is definitely going to hurt this team. I think no honey badger is definitely going to hurt this team. Um, you know, they tried to 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 have a replacement with uh, Gibson, but I just don't believe that this defense is going to have the success that they want to have. Uh, Drew Brees and the Saints have been one of the best def- uh, offenses in the league as far as uh, getting the ball out fast, um, limiting limiting the number of hits on Drew Brees. Um, as, as a whole, and I, I just think that, you know, them playing at home, 
um, it's going to be very tough for this Houston team to be able to be successful. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a great game, you know, because that's what he does. He's he's, he's one of the uh, best receivers, if not number one receiver in football. Um, so I think that he's going to have a phenomenal game and he's going to uh, have some success on um, against the Saints team. But um, Drew Brees is just going to be too tough for this team. And uh, and so I have them dominating, man, um, in a score of 28 to 17. So we're both rolling with the Saints. And now the last game of week one, the Denver Broncos at the Oakland Raiders. This is 10.20 p.m. Eastern time kickoff, so a late start. I actually have the Denver Broncos going into Oakland and winning this one in a field goal affair, 19-16. to I think the duo of Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, they're going to get after Derek Carr. Chris Harris will lock up Antonio Brown. And I like Joe Flacco to do just enough to get this team in position to win a very low-scoring ball game in week one over their divisional foe. Uh, man, I, I like your pick, man. I like your confidence. Um, you know, I like uh, Flacco's ability to be able to throw the football. Um, I don't know if Oakland has enough um, on their defensive front in, in order to affect him as far as uh, rushing the passer. Um, but I do believe in Oakland's offense. I believe in what they what they were able to do um, this offseason. And, um, you know, I believe that Trent Brown is going to have a phenomenal day. Um, knowing that he's going to be matched up against Von Miller all day, being their right tackle and Von being um, the left side uh, edge rusher, I think that it's going to be a phenomenal matchup to see. Um, but I do believe in uh, I do believe in Oakland. I believe in the Black Hole. I believe in those fans out there. I believe that it's going to be an epic game, and I believe that Derek Carr is hungry. I believe that he's going to have uh, a lot of success this year under John Gruden, and uh, he's going to surprise and shock a lot of people. Um, and be uh, he's my he's he's my pick for comeback player of the year uh, this year um, under John Gruden and so I'm excited to see what he can do and uh, I believe that those guys are going to be able to win out there I think it's going to be a tight one um, but I have them winning in a in a, in a uh, close one of uh, twenty to seventeen. There you have it, the final game of week one slate. It's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of football on to watch. I am so stoked, starting with Thursday night's game, Bears-Packers. Thanks again for joining the podcast to share your insight on all these matchups. Looking forward to it, to breaking down some of these games next week. But until then, take care. God bless, man, and we'll be talking soon. Absolutely, bro. I appreciate you having me on. Um, and I'm just excited about um, having an opportunity to talk, man, about these week one matchups. And so, um, it's a, as again, man, it's always a blessing to be able to be on here and talk football. So, thank you. All right, bro. Well, enjoy the weekend with your family, man, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, brother. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. 
Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.